Jealousy, a beginner's guide to coveting thy neighbor's wife or thy neighbor's spouse. Charles Darwin said, once marriage becomes common, jealousy will lead to the inculcation of female virtue. And this being honored will tend to spread to the unmarried females. How slowly it spreads to the male sex we see at the present day. Unquote. In a traditional Canela marriage ceremony, the bride and groom lie down on a mat, arms under each other's heads, legs entwined. The brother of each partner's mother then comes forward. He admonishes the bride and her new husband to stay together until the last child is grown, specifically reminding them not to be jealous of each other's lovers. Unquote. Sarah Blaffer Hardy. A printer's error in 1631 resulted in Bibles that proclaimed, Thou <clears throat> shalt commit adultery. Though not a biblical injunction, a common thread running through many of our examples of SEX, socio-erotic exchanges, is the explicit prohibition against relations with one's habitual partners, sometimes even under threat of death. Why would that be? Since these rituals have developed in unrelated cultures throughout the world, they probably serve important functions. Internal conflict represented an existential threat to profoundly interdependent groups like those in which our ancestors lived for thousands of generations. Ritualized, socially sanctioned, sometimes even obligatory socio-erotic exchanges, reduced disruptions caused by jealousy and possessiveness while blurring paternity. It's not surprising that small-scale societies, highly dependent upon th trust between individuals, generosity, and cooperation evolve and promote ways of enhancing these qualities, while discouraging behaviors and beliefs that would threaten group harmony and survival for group members. It bears repeating that we are not attributing any particular nobility or, for that matter, ignobility to foragers. Some behaviors that seem normal to contemporary people and which are therefore readily assumed to be universal, 
would quickly destroy many small-scale foraging societies, rendering them dysfunctional. Unrestrained self-interest, in particular whether expressed as food hoarding or excessive sexual possessiveness, is a direct threat to group cohesion and is therefore considered shameful and ridiculous. Is there any doubt that societies can reshape such impulses? Right now, girls' necks are being elongated ring by brass ring in parts of Thailand and Burma to make them more appealing to men. Clitorises are being cut away and labia sewn together in villages all over North Africa to dampen female desire. While in glamorous California, reduction, labioplasty, and other cosmetic vaginal surgeries have recently becoming a booming business. Elsewhere, the penises of boys are being circumcised or split open and ritualistic sub-incision. You get the point. A few Native American tribes of the Upper Plains had an agreed-upon sense of beauty that led them to strap small planks of wood to their infants' still pliable foreheads. As the child grew, the straps would be tightened as an orthodontist realigns a bite bit by bit. It's unclear how much brain damage, if any, resulted from this practice, but the otherworldly conical heads that resulted scared the bejesus out of neighboring tribes and white fur trappers in the area. And that may well have been the point, if you will. If their otherworldly appearance gave them a protective advantage by scaring potential enemies, it's not hard to see how such a fashion statement could have evolved. From savoring sit, saliva beer, or cow blood milkshakes, to wearing socks with sandals, there is little doubt that people are willing to think, feel, wear, do, and believe pretty much anything if their society assures them it's normal. Social forces that convince people to stretch their necks beyond the breaking point, smush the heads of their infants, or sell their daughters into sacred prostitution, are quite capable of reshaping or neutralizing sexual jealousy by rendering it silly and ridiculous, by rendering it abnormal. The evolutionary explanation for male sexual jealousy, as we've seen, pivots on the genetic calculus underlying paternity certainty. But if it's a question of genes, a man should be far less concerned about his wife having sex with his brothers, who share half his genes, 
than with unrelated males. Gentlemen, would you be far less upset to find your wife in bed with your brother than with a total stranger? Ladies, would you prefer your husband have an affair with your sister? Didn't think so.